But yeah, like you've literally ghosted me. Is that not enough? I would literally rather watch a home video of my parents making sweet love than see pictures of you and your new girlfriend on Facebook. I think. Like how embarrassing is <laughs> How embarrassing is that? For my soul and for myself. Like Hi guys and welcome to Love What Luck. Happy Tuesday. I'm coming to you this week with my new haircut. Obviously if you've got me on Instagram you'd have already seen, I apologise, but let me just talk about it for a little bit longer. I've had my hair done and the hairdresser understood the assignment. Like I went in, as I do every time I go to the hairdresser, I went in wanting like a complete change. I'm always like when I leave this hairdressing chair I need to look and feel like a different person. That's my requirement every time I go to the hairdresser. Even if I like my hair, when I get there, I'm like, no, I need a complete change. Like, it has to change my life, this haircut. Until it actually comes down to it. Like, I wanted lighter colour, and I was like, I want light, I want it lighter at the root, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, okay, yeah, fine. And he's like, at the front, do you want framing this? Should we go a bit brighter at the front? I'm like, no, no, no. No, no, I want to go light, but actually don't do it. Don't actually do it so that it looks that different, please. But also make it different. Like, honestly, my hairdresser's got all the patience of a saint to me because he just listens and he's like, okay, okay, don't worry, don't worry, we'll just do a little bit, a little bit, a little bit lighter. And he just understood the assignment. So, yeah, here I am, new hair. Do you know my friend texts me when I put up my Instagram story saying, like, what did I say? I said, why is it that every time I come to the hairdressers, I want to look like a different person, but I'm terrified of the change? And my friend texts me saying, oh, a change of hair usually means the boyfriends piss them off or something. Or like it's typical when you go through a breakup, you have your hair done. I've probably mentioned this before, but I remember after my first breakup, so like my first sort of bout of heartbreak, even though I orchestrated the breakup, but I was obviously still upset literally two days later I went and had a fringe cut it's always bangs for me like if I'm going through a change I'll always like whap out a fringe or bangs which is literally what I've done now but I'm, I'm hoping this signifies a positive change I look like wealth <laughs> I just feel like that's the power a new haircut gives you so I don't know guys that's why I'm opening the podcast this week me and my new hair Anyway, hope you've all had a good week, guys. That was my little highlight. But yeah, I hope you've all had a good one. I'm going straight in with the story this week. And this one, as usual, is pretty savage. But honestly, one of the funniest things I've been sent, I think. Probably for the wrong reasons. And I don't know why. But it honestly just really tickled me. So here we go. (laughs) Here's this week's Love What Luck story. I met my ex at 17 when I worked for his mother in a shop. It was a whirlwind teenage romance and I was absolutely head over heels with him. It sounds silly now but at the time we were planning on spending the rest of our lives together. We were getting ourselves ready to do long distance as I was doing my A-levels and planning to move away for uni and he was going to apply to the same uni the following year so we could be together again. I spent a lot of time going home to see him after I moved away which is something I've regretted since as I didn't make the most of Fresh's experience as a result. Can I just interrupt you because I've definitely said this story before but it was probably like last year so for any new listeners I'm gonna say it. This really spoke to me because exactly the same thing happened to me when I was in uni. I didn't actually tell the girl this, but 
my first boyfriend, I went to uni and he never did. I wanted, when I say I wanted to move away, I literally wanted to move to Swansea, which was about like an hour from the Ronda Valleys. <laughs> but I basically wanted to move out. And my parents didn't want me to because they just felt like I was going to go in debt for like no reason. But my main reason, because obviously all listens to their parents, not me. Um, my main reason for not going was that my boyfriend at the time really didn't want me to. So I went to a local uni. I was going to say I haven't got any regrets, but I actually regret going to uni fully. But whatever, I try not to think about it too much. But I went to a local uni, so I just like literally drove 20 minutes there, 20 minutes back every day or however often I was there. Anyway, when Freshers came around, it was an absolute nightmare for my boyfriend because he never liked me going out and I'd had issues with this when I was in school. And it's just like one of those things I think that happens slowly where if you're with somebody controlling it starts off like oh well I'm not gonna stop you going oh well no that's okay but well you're really gonna go starts off with little comments and then before you know it you're literally not seeing your friends or going anyway so I was in that situation so a little bit different to her but my freshers experience I was like I'm going out for freshers and he made it so difficult for me that I only went out I think once or twice and it was so much hard work every time. I remember one time it was, we were dressed up. Might have been a fancy dress night. And my friend was like, oh, uh, take a picture of me to send to my boyfriend. Oh, she's actually still with. They literally married now with a child, which is super cute. But she was like, let me pause you, like take a picture of me to send to my boyfriend. And I remember taking it and thinking, oh my God, I can't do that with my boyfriend because if I send that and he sees what I'm wearing, he's going to have something to say, like, that's too short. Oh my God, you're wearing that. Like, you would never say it looked nice. It would always be, to be fair, it was probably, damn, you look so hot and I'm going to kick off about it. <laughs> that's what I like to think. Um, yeah, and I couldn't do it. And it was really sad. And it's weird because I don't know how old she is now, but I know she's obviously a lot older, the stories in the past, but it is something that you regret, no matter how long ago it is, and even though, like, life now, I'm like, yeah, whatever, like, fresh as is fresh as, like, it's done, but actually, it does kind of hold on to, like, I do regret not doing stuff just because I was with him, I never went to Butlins, <laughs> which sounds so stupid now, it sounds so stupid, but... At the time, like, all my friends went to Butlins, they had the best time, I remember seeing all the pictures, and I never went, and it's just stuff like that, it does just make you feel a bit sad that you've missed out, so this was a very big interruption, and I'm just going to end it by saying, don't stop doing something that you want if your partner doesn't want you to for the wrong reasons, like, if they literally just don't want you to because they're worried that you're going to cheat, essentially, or get attention, don't listen to them, because you will regret it. Anyway, sorry. After a month of doing long distance, I noticed he pulled back and became really quiet. One day, out of the blue, he texts me telling me he needed some space to think and asked me not to contact him. I was okay, but after the first day, he started to get a bit worried. He'd completely turned his phone off and deleted all of his social media. Um, she actually said that he deleted his Facebook profile because it was 2010, like 2010, and that was the only social media that they used then. And that was just a throwback, like, what a time when you only had a Facebook profile. Like, that that was literally social media. Like, honestly, Gen Z will never understand what it was like at the start of social media. Like, I am old enough to remember the birth of social media. I'm actually old enough to remember the birth of the internet, which just is wild to me. Like, that little dial-up tone on AOL. 
But I literally remember people getting Facebook and being like, oh my God, what's that one? You had pictures. But to be fair, Bebo was my first one. Bebo was my first social media, but Facebook felt like the first proper one. And yeah, I was with the same guy. <laughs> and I remember setting it up and keeping a secret, which seems crazy now, but I did set it up firstly behind his back. And then when we broke up, I remember seeing his profile Oh, I know when you're like sad and jealous and I could see his pictures and I was like, oh, I remember it being really hard. Uh, anyway, sorry. <laughs> Obviously, I was besides myself as I didn't have any idea what this was about. A couple of days later, I get an email from him telling me that it's over and to not contact him with no explanation. I would be low-key worried and be on suicide watch, I'm not going to lie. Like, it's a very big thing to do to cut yourself off from everybody like turn your phone off and stuff his phone was still turned off and social media deleted I was absolutely gutted as in my mind at the time he was the one a couple of days later his phone is still off the man went fully off the grid like man went off the grid and fully committed to this ghost I get a friend request from a new profile with his name. I accepted as quickly as I could, thinking he had come to his senses and wanted a fresh start again. Only to see that he'd actually been using this profile for three months and it was full of pictures of him and another girl he was calling his girlfriend. The date showed they were seeing each other while we were together. I'm sorry, it's very obvious that I wouldn't need to see that or want to see that. If you're making the effort to cut yourself off, why on earth are you then cruel enough to think, do you know what, I'm just going to add her just so she can see I've been cheating on her for the last three months. Is that not the most savage, horrific, cruel thing to do to somebody? I think ghosting somebody, especially when you're in a relationship, well, to be fair, when you're in a relationship, I mean, it's not that... It is cruel otherwise, but imagine being ghosted when you're in a relationship. That's, like, one of the worst things you can do. Like, imagine your boyfriend just not contacting you. I've actually had a few stories like that. Like, if you go back on previous episodes, loads of them are like that. They literally, like, I came home from work one day and my boyfriend was gone. But, yeah, like, you've literally ghosted me. Is that not enough? I would literally rather watch a home video of my parents making sweet love than see pictures of you and your new girlfriend on Facebook, I think. I mean, I hope I'm never in the position to have to choose, but (laughs) what the hell? Get your profile out to my friends list. So, so bad. So, so bad. Sorry, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm just really chatty today and I'm just doing lots of segues in between. Sorry. What made it worse was that friends of his that I knew and got on with were liking and commenting on the photos as if this double life was completely normal. That makes me sad. Anyway, I unfriended him instantly and deleted his number and everything I had that would connect me to him. Well done. It was horrible, but the fact he had done something so specific and hurtful made it easier to remind myself how much of a dick he was. The following summer, I get a message from a new account in his name with a picture of him wearing... Wait for it. (laughs) This actually cracked me up. A massive crucifix necklace neck chain. He was basically groveling for forgiveness and saying he was a newly converted Catholic. I'm sorry, it actually cracks me up. And trying to right his wrongs because he had sinned and done evil. 
she actually sent me these messages from 2011, like 10 year old messages and they were insane. They like were saying, you know, oh, she never deserved it. I mean, all what you'd want to hear really. But it was only, he could only suddenly see the light of this and how bad his actions were because he'd found Christ. I'm sorry, you don't have to be a Christian, a Catholic, whatever religion to know that cheating on your girlfriend, ghosting her and then adding her just to show her pictures of her is cruel. Christ doesn't need to tell you that. Baby Jesus did not die on the cross for you to realise that. Like, come on now. Just look at your moral compass, sir. But yeah, the messages were saying, like, she never deserved that, and he's done evil, and he's sinned, and don't reply, it'll only hurt more. Like, they were so serious from this guy, he was insane, and he was almost speaking about himself, like his new, um, what do they call newborn again self, as a third person. So he was saying, like, I want you to think of this as an apology from the new Catholic, we'll call him Dave, from the new Catholic Dave. Like, he was talking about himself like a new person. I mean, look, (laughs) good for him. And, you know, hopefully this new path that he's taken has meant that he hasn't done that to anybody else. But is that not hilarious? If my boyfriend, I think, like, imagine now my boyfriend from, uh, from, I was going to say school, well, I guess kind of from school. Like, my first boyfriend that I've been talking about, imagine he added me now, like, dressed in the Catholic way, whatever that is, being like, look, I'm really sorry for being controlling to you when we were 17. I found God now. I honestly would just find it hilarious. I don't know if that makes me a bad person, but wow. <laughs> right, guys, I just want to say thank you to everyone that followed me on Spotify. I feel like I said last week that I'm going to do a giveaway when I reach a 1,000 followers on Spotify, and we're already on over 600. Now, that's like a massive jump. I was on like 500 and something, I said about the giveaway. We're on uh, just over 600. So we're over halfway. And when I, I work with numbers in a really particular way. So for me now that I'm on 600 followers, I'm like, it's a thousand. I'm practically there. I do it with time. You know, like I finish work at half five. By the time four o'clock comes, I'm like, it's done. It's actually done. I'm, I've got no time to finish any tasks. I'm practically running late to finish stuff. <laughs> I'm just like a very positive person with time and numbers. So 600, I feel like a thousands literally come in in a matter of weeks. So hit the follow button on Spotify and wherever you listen to your podcast. If you listen on Apple, um, Amazon, if you watch on YouTube, please subscribe. I'm going to do a giveaway on YouTube when I reach a thousand subscribers as well. I'm on 400, I think. I might be wishful thinking, but maybe I'll be on 400 by the time this comes out. (laughs) So I'll do a giveaway when I reach a 1,000 on both. So please make sure you press follow. Please leave me a review. The reviews have gone up as well, and I check them every day. But it just makes me so happy. Like, when I see one go up, I'm like, oh my god, I've had another review. And it just, honestly, I say all the time, it genuinely does make my day, though. And it just gets me through and keeps me motivated to keep going. So... Please leave me a review. Obviously, five stars is prefer- preferable. 
and yeah thank you so much for showing your support as always actually I know some of you guys are into positive thinking I know I mentioned it on some episodes and some of you are into it because you send me messages and I listened to a podcast last week it was Grace Beverly the working hard hardly working and the guest's name was Lauren let me make sure I can pronounce her name right Lauren Mahov let me see if I can pronounce it by reading it. I'm definitely saying this wrong. Lauren Mahon, Mahon, M-A-H-O-N. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. And basically, she is the longest, or the only, sorry, surviving host of the You, Me and the Sea podcast. You know, the one with um, Dame Deborah James, who had bowel cancer. And there was somebody else as well. But I feel like it blew up when Dame... Dame Deborah James was on there and basically they talk about cancer but she was like so inspiring because she got diagnosed with breast cancer at 31 which is obviously so terrifying but she survived and it's basically like how she's lived her life with it anyway sorry (laughs) long-winded but one of the things that she said she does no sorry Grace Beverly said she does and then Lauren Mahon Mahon, I'm gonna stop trying to say her surname now. She said that she's done it as well. So I was like, well, that's two really successful people that have done it. So I thought I'd bring it on to you guys in case you hadn't heard. I haven't actually tried it yet, but they both said that basically they write a diary entry on the exact date, but a year from now. So this comes out on Tuesday, the 18th, April 2023. So you'd write diary, uh, write, oh my god, I can't talk. So you would write a diary entry, April 18th, 2024, and you write it in the present tense, basically doing what you hope to achieve. So I thought that was quite fun. I'm going to do that tonight. I've actually had a proper like self-care Sunday today. I'm recording it on a Sunday. And do you remember last week I said I had like that little anxiety death eater in the corner of my house and my mind all day telling me that I had work tomorrow? He wasn't back as bad today, but the, like, remains of him stuck about, which is no nice feeling at all. I feel like I came a really long way to stop having that on a Sunday, but it was there a little bit, but I was really, like, conscious not to let it take over my day. So I had a proper little self-care day, went to the gym, went to big supermarket, which I love doing. I think, like, when you live in London, because you not sometimes you're not near a big supermarket because unless there's one right on your doorstep if you haven't got a car you can't get there so I'm lucky now that we were able to drive there and walk around a big supermarket like honestly if you live near one or you can get to one don't take it for granted because they're little gems I bought myself flowers got some nice bits in for the week did a face mask and yeah I've pulled myself out of it so I think to finish I'm gonna do that little diary entry Whenever I think about like any of this manifestation stuff, it takes me back to the Married at First Sight guy, which I don't know if I've mentioned on you because I feel like I'm having a little bit of deja vu, so I won't go into detail in case I have mentioned it and forgotten, sorry. But it's with no with Jesse and he's dating a girl and she mentions star signs and he's like, Oh no, she's a star sign chick and it really makes him cringe. And whenever I talk about it, that's what I think about. Because also in the last episode, she's really excited about stuff and she goes into the room and she's like, oh my God, this is so nice, isn't it? Wow. And he's basically, he's a dick to be fair. He's having a go at her saying, 
you know, that he likes silence and, oh, just the way you talk. Look at the sun illuminating the sea. And basically, I'm a daughter for being a positive queen. And it basically made me realise that that is what I'm like. Like, if I go somewhere, I can get really excited over stuff. And I like to express it because I also just think it's like a form of gratitude and being grateful for something. Like, imagine you're just walking around and you're like, oh, what's that? Oh, sunset, yeah, for like, where's your gratitude coming from, Jesse Hun? Yeah, it made me like a bit conscious. I was like, oh my god, is that what guys think of me when I when they date me? And I'm like really excited over something. But anyway, sorry. Maths, Married at First Sight Australia, is my thought of the week this week. And I was thinking about money in relationships and dating. So there's a couple on there, and the guy's admitted that he's just starting a podcast which again really really like cut close to home man like sorry so am I and I'm also in my 30s like don't think that's a bad thing to have a dream still when you're 30 anyway she is not having it he's into crypto and starting off a podcast and someone else and he's not basically an essential like big successful businessman or whatever and the girl is not having it like she is just not okay she's essentially just asking him like what you earn but it just got me thinking honestly about money and like I was talking to Matt the other other night and he was saying how when he first moved to London like the shit all basically that he lived in and how bad it was and I was like it's funny when you look back at like your life with money and honestly when I think back to the audacity of me right when I first moved to London, I was modelling, so I didn't have, like, a steady, regular income. And <laughs> I was going out with this guy once, and I took him out for his birthday. So I took him to a radio rooftop in London. Knowing full well I couldn't afford it, but just thinking, look, it's his birthday, he's always really generous to me. You're going to have to do it. Like, you, And I wanted to treat him, obviously. So I took him <laughs> to radio rooftop and we had drinks and we're sitting there and it's so lovely he actually ended up cancelling his flight and booking a new one so you know he's just that's easy for him to do cancel his flight book a new one he doesn't care yeah I'm gonna stay like we're having that nice time right the bill comes and it's over 200 pound on just drinks bear in mind and my heart sank because I knew that I had to foot this bill, and I wanted to, but knowing full well that I could not afford it, so no, like, I'm handing off my card, first thought is, please don't let us decline, <laughs> second thought is, how are you going to eat for the rest of the month, I literally had no money, so I pay for it anyway, right, it goes through, but I'm stressing out now, because I'm thinking, I've just spent £200, which is probably half of my disposable income, on alcohol and I'm freaking out the whole way and I've gone into a shell of myself right so you could obviously tell something was wrong so we're on the way back and he's like looking at me he's like are you okay and I was like I'm so sorry but I actually can't afford those drinks and he was like do you want me to transfer you the money back and I was like I I think so yeah so I took him out for birthday drinks, paid, and then he had to transfer me the money back. Like, how embarrassing is... <laughs> how embarrassing... 
person is that for my soul and for myself like it's funny in these moments when I look back and I'm like thank god I'm not that person anymore like when I first moved I couldn't even get a credit card because I I hadn't been working properly like I just had nothing honestly to my name I even remember one time trying to get on the tube the day before payday and my phone like my pay as you go wherever not working because I literally had no money and ringing my sister and being like can you just transfer me 10 pounds to get to work you know like when you just I had no value of money all my money was going on my rent and I was getting ubers everywhere still paying to go to like nice dinners because god forbid I would like not go out like that wasn't an option it's just so funny. I was talking to my friend about it and we were like literally laughing about not like how poor we were, but how just the way that we were spending our money was crazy. We weren't like, oh my God, we've only got £50 left. It was like, I've got £50 left. So what's that? £20 on the taxi? £20 for drinks? Yeah, let's go. Like, it's just so funny. So that was my little thought of the week, which is a bit random really, but it is funny because when you're dating somebody even though I had no money I was like I can't be with somebody that is the same as me with money imagine us both we wouldn't be able to do anything we'd both be a mess but I don't remember it like being a big thing for me and then kind of as you get older you want somebody I think you look more than more more than money you look for more like the characteristics of it like I would want somebody driven and somebody motivated and that doesn't necessarily translate to money or to their job or anything like that as long as they were willing to try and build up if they had a passion you know like all these different things it's just funny because that's only what six years and like the way I dated then to to now and the stuff you prioritize is just completely different not even just dating but like in life in general like if I had 50 pound left in my bank now I would not be spending half of it on an Uber into Mayfair. Do you get me? It's just, I think it's just growing up. And part of it is like a bit sad. Like I love that time when you're young and you've just got an okay in the world. And honestly, like nothing matters and you just live your life. I miss it. I miss that time sometimes. But here I am on a Sunday doing my self-care, going to a supermarket shop instead and buying myself some flowers. Like how times change. Uh, but yeah thank you for listening or for watching please subscribe follow leave me a review it's a huge help and I really appreciate it and I'll speak to you next week